it's just like everything that comes out if i do get my hands on it it's like it's a whole thing and then you know like the i think the last thing that i got that i thought was really cool that i really wanted to write about was the the 2002R, the refined future pack, but so right. many people wrote about it, right? And so yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, I don't want to be redundant. I don't want to say the same thing a million times. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I think it it is nice to have like a new, a new thing sort of pop up. Cause then, you know, I it, it kind of challenges me to write something that no one else is writing and make it interesting make it interesting but also make it like attractive right and so yeah you know i'm not i'm not sold on this brand obviously because i haven't held it in hand i don't know what it's like but something different something new i don't i have no expectation and so to get that in would be really cool to sort of be able to go yeah this is new this is what it's different about it and you know just have a little bit of a challenge and i think that would excite me to write something um I also will hopefully at the end of the year, like I've been not a lot, I've been picking up a few of the sustainable shoes that have come oh, yeah. out. Like Saucony did uh, Saucony did their jazz court, you know, that was sustainable. ASICS has done a bunch of recyclable, like I have a that that patchwork pair that right. has like you know it's all recycled it's all like recycled materials oh right that one yeah yeah so like that and then you know the the pair of yeah, yeah yeah yep so that pair um and then i was hoping to get a fuse pair but i couldn't i couldn't get it oh the ones they released from their own brand yeah 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 um because i wanted to talk about like sustainability and shoes at the end of the year and talk about like how there are really cool things being done um so i don't know what else is coming out or what else has been done recently i feel like the stuff that's been releasing recently is really like milking on the hype train especially for stuff like the balance and Nike and <laughs> I mean I, I like I'm 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 not going to pretend that I'm I would not try to cop the pad MX1 on Friday but you know <laughs> I mean I, I've never I've never seen uh a release being reshared in stories as much as this one uh yeah. because yeah like it has so much history with the brands and you know it's just you know as like like we just said we discussed earlier it's um it's a nice way of reintroducing a model that people know beforehand. Like, as far as I'm concerned, no one ever done waves like that on an MX one. No. no one, no one actually touched upon the design. Like maybe they did some colors differently, but I don't think anyone actually had either the rights or the audacity to actually change up the model in that way. So that would definitely be exciting, but yeah. Yeah. And the and, and the waves on that shoe are I heard it comes with a bracelet. Yeah. It comes with a bracelet and that the waves um are recognizable by like a I don't want to say third world, but like a lot of people from 
from like Africa and uh, in that in that area. So I thought that was really cool that like they paid homage to like that yeah. area because you never see like shoes that like really are focused on areas other than like you know it's always new york chicago <laughs> yeah. Paris, yeah. london hong kong right so like it's cool to see stuff that's like an homage to to areas that i don't normally think of when i think of sneakers so um, definitely yeah i'm not a big like i'm not a big air max one fan and i'm not a big fan necessarily of that shoe i don't know if i i i wouldn't even necessarily think i would go after it but mm it's really cool like it's really cool it's really thoughtful and like i think that is one of the shoes or one of the things that um nike has been missing and i i want more like i want more stories to be told about about the shoe right i want them to yeah. to talk more about it rather than just oh it's a pad of air max one right like i get <laughs> right that's cool like everyone like like I know Pata is cool and I know like Air Max One and you put those two together and it's like instant hit, right? But yeah. I would like them to talk about like the the different aspects of it more. And like for me, I dig I've dug in and I know about it, but I think a lot of the people that will go for it have no idea what the story is behind it, yeah. why they came yeah. up with the waves and how they you know how they executed it i think that's that's really cool and i think i don't know i just want people to appreciate it wholly like for all of yeah. it not just for the fact that it's pata and air max one <laughs> right right yeah but you know i think it always turns out like that like yeah. even with with new balance stuff as well like i uh i really wanted that uh run the Brough pair the 1991 uh, uh, London Marathon ones. Um, but, you know, it turns out they only released in the UK at first. Well, thanks, Brexit. Um, and, then second, then, and then second, like, at first it was only at end. And then a few other shops announced it after the marathon. And I was like, because the marathon was last week. Yeah. And to me, it's like, if you're doing an actual release, to celebrate an event you better release it before the event actually takes place yeah. right because maybe people thought hey uh i may not be running in the marathon but maybe my cousin or my father or something is actually running so it'd be so cool for me to have a shoe that represents what they went through yeah. or whatever <laughs> the marathon stands for and now it's like well it happened last week so if you get a, a pair of marathon shoes now, it's like, well, yeah, you can wear them next year, but they probably release something new at that point. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. they think, I think last time, like the marathon was canceled last year. Yeah. And then yeah. the year before that, they did the 1500s. What color were the 1500s? Is it the same colorway? No, no, it was a, a very uh, colorful one. Let me find them for you real quick. Oh, was that the the VMM? Was the it ones two? that the ones that have the uh, the very vibrant uh soul and then it says London with green text on the side of it. Yeah, like in almost yeah, neon much. green. Yeah, yeah. And to no, me, that's are, like those are good. You could you can probably wouldn't do it myself, but 
there is arguments that you could run a marathon in a pair of 1991s, right? Um, like I don't, I don't think anyone would actually consider running running in a pair of 1500s. Um, so, so to me, like they really nailed that one. But you know, maybe they had some some issues with deliveries or something, and it just messed up. Or maybe the stores was not aware that they should probably have done the raffle beforehand or something. I don't know. It's just it's a it's a lost opportunity to me. Yeah, maybe it was a supply chain thing, um, and they were very limited, right? I, yeah, I, I think so. Really limited, um, like more than more than is traditional for New Balance. Yeah, but yeah, like I, it might be a supply chain thing. Um, it could be. Yeah, I've been going through like I've been going crazy about this this Saucony food fight shoe that I really oh, want, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's released at like so many different like places individually and yeah. um like it releases and then it'll sell out somewhere and so like it's not like a it hasn't been like a coordinated everybody's getting it and releasing it at the same time so that that way i can sort of pick and choose where i'm going to get it and right. know like oh you know not everyone's going to be going to the same place so but i know that has been sort of like a, a distribution issue where they've you know, they're getting in pairs of the shoes and then they're distributing them. But retailers, some of the retailers are just kind of like releasing and yeah. not waiting for the official release date, which I just found out is the 15th. So like, <laughs> oh, wow. So it's like, so it's like some stores don't even have them yet or some stores are yeah. just getting them. And yeah. so some are going to honor the, the release date and some aren't. So I think that might be what happened with that, that London 991 is that so some places got like, cause I saw, I saw the, the raffle for them and I was like, Oh, they don't have my size. And then they're yeah. also like, they don't have every size. There was only limited sizing. And I was like, Oh, well, it seems like this was just like a super exclusive release and they're not going to be widely available. And then I saw a few other places drop them and are are planning to drop them or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, like, okay. So I don't, I, I feel like it's a supply chain thing that just people are just having issues getting shoes everywhere. And I yeah. heard I heard quarter the first quarter of next year is gonna be really bad. Just oh, in yeah. terms of like releases not hitting stores and just things not being available because they haven't been able to produce or get things shipped or whatever it is. Right. So um, maybe that's starting now and we're just starting to see it. Yeah, I hope not. But, you know, it's it sounds very like it makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate because obviously your chances are way higher if 20 stores are dropping this year at the same time because no one actually has the audacity to set up 20 different uh, PCs or <laughs> something like that would be maybe it's a resellers too. I don't know what they're doing in their basements, but you know, I think yeah. most general people only have a few go-to shops where, where they're trying for these shoes. Um, and I think the issue with, you know, in terms of UK retailers um, and is doing some, some nice launches. I don't think I've never met anyone who actually won anything from them, but you know, it seems like at least it's easy to apply for it. Um, whereas a lot of the other shops is more like you need a UK address or you need a UK phone number or uh, international cards will be declined or something. 
And I get why they, why they do it. They should just announce it beforehand. Like if they just straight up said, listen, guys, we made this collaboration for the London Marathon. It will only be available in the UK or Greater London or something. And everyone would would like accept it and be, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'll not be able to to grab a pair, at least not uh from the retailers, because it's only in London. But I feel like a lot of these shops, and especially when they're doing their own collaborations, it's more like trying to maybe promise a bit too much with the global raffles. Um, like I don't I don't talk to many people that actually win like international raffles it's more like oh your local shop is having a raffle for this release as well that's cool um well I, it turns out i got them from the shop next door or something whereas like it's not at least for me and for the people i know it's not very often where you hear about people winning raffles like from overseas or even from asia or, or places which is which is unfortunate because you know if they just straight up said this is a, a Europe exclusive raffle or something like no one else would sign up, but yeah, it, it's just, it, it, it bothers me now and then that, you know, you can, you can promise uh, the best to everyone, but in fact, you know, it, it's quite easy for them to arrange that it's only local ones that end up winning anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I noticed that I haven't, you know, I've entered who knows how many raffles this year, and I've only won one. And I do like when it's like local and and local and like regional, um, and not international. Like I I I think I've I think I've stopped really trying to enter Hannon and and um, raffles just because the price is just astronomical to ship overseas to now um some of them hold your money for like way too long and then you never get a win so it's just like basically i gave you 300 dollars for three weeks and you know (laughs) you're just gonna hold it for three weeks and then give it back to me like that just seemed ridiculous um Unless they're in some wheel trapper where they just end up spending the money and then hopefully sell the sneakers before you want your money back. I like I kind of assume that that's how it goes now and then. Like if if Han, I'm not saying Hannon does it, but let's just call it if X sneaker shop suddenly decides that host a raffle where they keep the money for a month and suddenly they have a hundred white Air Force ones back in stock um, they did not have beforehand. I mean, I guess there is... A possibility that your raffle money was actually used to to buy up some some stock and then hopefully look at it sold before you get your money back. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's uh, I I I don't know. I like I'm not I'm I I'm not I'm not big on on knowing on just entering a raffle from very far away. Um, and I would I don't mind like if 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 a place in the UK is like oh we're only gonna ship. Here. like I get it because it's yeah it's such a hassle to probably ship internationally um there are the the bigger shops like a few sns but I like the sns sort of segments yeah like so like you can only enter for certain products and you know you have to be on the u.s site or their u.s side to like buy certain things 
Um, and if you go on the UK side, then it's like a totally different thing. Yeah. It's, it makes sense to me. Like I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Um, but isn't that because of the new rules from Nike that said that shops cannot ship overseas products? I yeah. assume that's, yeah. I think, I think, I think that's what it is. That's what probably drove it. But I think that they probably just did everything that way because it was probably easier. Yeah. Just go, here's our US shop. We're going to put X amount of products here. And here's our, you know, UK or European shop. And we're just going to put X amount of products here and right. then not have to worry about like, oh, we're going to ship in between. Um, I wonder though if, if Nike does send them something. Do they have to, does Nike say, hey, this is strictly for the US, this is strictly for the UK? And then yeah. like, what if something's not selling in the UK? They have a US shop. Like, right. can they go, hey, we're going to sell it in our US shop? Or do they have to send it back? I think, like, <laughs> I could only imagine that SNS is having a warehouse in each of the regions. Um, so it would probably be a huge hassle to get some pairs like we're not just talking 10 pairs we might be talking 100 pairs to get them shipped from a warehouse in the u.s to the uk or to europe and have to worry about you know customs and everything so i think that they're really trying to separate it uh as best as they can which is uh it's quite interesting because i feel like that's that's really uh the point where you take your e-commerce and just like brand and store in general to a completely different level. Like when you decide that, you know, we have so many customers that we need a separate website for the US market um, and a separate warehouse, like that, that's when, you know, you really made it. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, to me, that's just, you know, the fact that some of the other shops is really like having a hard time just selling out uh, whatever stock they have and, 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 their uh, like competitors can open up different warehouses in different parts of the world. That really just it shows how much uh, like shoe collectors and people in general really respect the shops that they they tend to do uh, they tend to use. And if they have a great experience at SNS, like why would you buy a general release somewhere else? Because um, you know in the end that you know it'll cost you the same amount of money and uh shipping is always nice if it goes fast and you had that experience beforehand so why would you choose anywhere else to buy them so yeah that's that's definitely interesting the only the other thing that really bothers me about raffles is the places where you have to type in your instagram handle uh for some reason it's just it makes no sense to me why your account or your amount of followers should decide if you should win a raffle or not um like yeah. to me that just makes it not randomized yeah i'm not so i i never understood how they like how they use that information i've always right. i've always i guess in my head i always thought like oh they're gonna they're gonna tie my name to an account that and see what my interaction is with them right and yeah um they're gonna base that you know my win at some level off of that or or they could and 
and I'm always fine with that. Like for me, I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. Like the shops, it's funny because the shops that I do like follow and support a lot, which are, you know, most local to me, I never get what I put in my Instagram, but yeah. I always like interact with their, with their stuff. And I always like, like their posts and everything. So it's always interesting to me to, um, to use the Instagram handle or to have it as like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And like, not, I don't know, not really dedicate anything to loyal, to your loyal, to loyal supporters, you know, that, I don't know. I tag people like, you know, in a lot of stuff and I never win anything. So, yeah. But I mean, they, they should just do it optional, at least for the raffle sign up, in my opinion. Like yeah. if someone don't want to disclose what their secret Instagram account is, then, you know, it shouldn't be <laughs> the reason why they can't enter the raffle. Um, but yeah, also like, I, I, uh, I think it's quite fascinating because I know that especially here in Denmark and in some other European countries that we got very strict rules in terms of, you know, what can you actually ask people to do to enter raffles and giveaways and such. But it seems like for some reason that, you know, sneaker shops just, they don't bother. They just do whatever they want, like tag seven friends and sacrifice your cat or something to enter this raffle. Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's mind blowing how, how no shop at all uh got issues with it like and it's just it it sucks because it's somewhat just accepted by the community that you know of course they're doing a raffle of course i need to share it in my story and, and it's always nice to show local support i agree but it shouldn't be necessary for you to do free marketing for a shop that holds a raffle where it's not like you actually bought the shoes, you 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 win the opportunity to buy the shoes and you're still helping out this shop for free, which is like, it's, yeah. yeah. I, I always, and I like kind of go back and forth on this in my head. Like, I know what I want is like just transparency on the end, in the yeah. end. So like, I want to know who won and it's not yeah. so I can harass them, which I know some people will do. <laughs> um or to like bother them or anything i just want to know who won like yeah. for me that's yeah. always like my thought is like okay if you had if you had a hundred pairs of something and you did this instagram raffle you had a thousand people that like commented to the so they could enter right they tagged someone they put their size like at the end of it you should just you know put a notification up of who won right and yeah i don't like, I guess, I guess it's problematic and just like releasing things, releasing people's information like that. <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, I'm also like, you need to have some sort of transparency mechanism. So I know that it's legit, right? Like, how do I know that you didn't just use that for publicity and then took all the pairs to StockX, right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that. And, right. and for me, I'm kind of like, okay, like, you need to you're a part of this community you're making us jump through hoops you're giving you're making us give you all this free publicity you need to at least verify that you were being legit and and yeah. and i i don't i don't know how else to do that i don't know how else to like say like hey 
I don't know if this raffle is legit. Like, how do I know that you're not using, you're not giving half the pairs to resellers? How do I know? I don't know anything. And so I feel, I feel like that's the frustrating part just in collecting in general, or just like being into sneakers now is um, if it's something that's really popular and you are going after it, I don't know how much is real and how much is fake from you know the brand side right like i i think you know i remember back like you know in the early you know in like 2012 or 2013 you would it would be hard but you could find out like and and it would be like something that was very somewhat available was like knowing how many pairs of something were made right yeah. every time something got released it'd be like oh i know how many pairs are available so i know how to i know what my chances are yeah you know and so but now it's very like i have no idea like right like you you release this pair you could have released a thousand pairs of them and it's just these people that I'm seeing in my feed that have them. And the demand is much higher than than the than yeah. what was actually produced. And so like I always wonder that with like Nike and now with New Balance, because New Balance is also like, you know, they used to produce very small numbers of everything. Right. And and now their popularity has soared. I don't know if they're still producing that small number or if they're up to a higher, higher level on, on a lot of the pairs that they're releasing. Right. Um, like the five fifties, right? So like the five fifty is very popular. They're always selling for a little bit over retail, if not like twice retail, even yeah. in DRs. So I don't know if that's because they're limited. I don't know if that's because they're popular. Right. So I just want to know because if you're making a hundred thousand pairs of them and they're selling out, that's very different than you making 1500 pairs and then selling out and they're just not being available. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we don't have an idea of supply versus demand. We just know that there's demand. We don't know yeah. if there's limited supply or that, you know? And so like, I think this is something that the brands and also a lot of the retailers have sort of kept really close, you know, really recently is just, we're not going to tell you how many are made. We're not going to tell you how many are released. Right. Um, and so like, I see two people with them, like, like for me, okay. So the, the, the max kangaroos is 400 pairs. Yeah. Right. I saw tons of pictures of them. Right. In right. my newsfeed. Like right. they're all individually numbered. So I know it's not just like a thousand pairs. I, I know yeah, it's not yeah. like this, this, this like weird, I don't know what, how many there are, really are. Right. Yeah. But like I got the refined future pack, the 2002 R's. Like I know when I, when they first sort of surfaced and extra butter did that initial release, it was like, Oh, they're very limited. They're not a yeah. lot. And yeah. so but then I, I won two raffles and I got two pairs and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then the resale price was very low, you know, initially. So I was like, 
are they that limited? Like, are like what? Like what? Yeah. Then what's limited? Right? Is that like, is that like twenty five hundred? Is that twenty five thousand? Like, I don't know. It's a gr. Yeah. So could be anything so like, really. Yeah. So it's just I think it's very frustrating for me because I get I don't want to I don't want to pursue something if I know that there's not a lot of them, and I know that the demand is really high. I'm just not going to waste my time. Yeah. Right. But at the same time if if it's something that I really if it's something that I feel like I have a good shot at and I actually really like it I will put in I can put in a little bit of effort because I know that my chances are better um and I think that like Nike especially you know you'll see a lot of people with the product in advance and so it doesn't it doesn't help me if you made 20,000 of something for Nike and then I see like 10, 10 influencers with them ahead of time right. because right. that that you know Nike sells out ten thousand pairs like that. Whereas if it's like a New Balance and it's you know a GR where it's a little known shop that people don't really know about, and I see two people with it, well, that's different, right? Because yeah. ten thousand pairs isn't a lot for New Balance, especially if it's not like someone popular like ALD or Concepts or um you know joe fresh goods or you know any of the yeah. other people that they're they've been you know partnering with yeah and so that 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 just kind of is frustrating to me because i think about like the joe fresh goods when they released a few weeks ago they said that they were going to be a lot and that they were going to be available but then they i don't know like i i, I just don't know if if that's accurate and right. same thing for the bodega 990 v3 right we, it was supposed to be really limited, but then supposedly they made a lot of them. And then, <laughs> and then they had a global release right after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then like yeah. people were getting them for retail or below. Yeah. I'm like, what? Huh? So yeah. it's, it's always like, I don't know like what the, what the real story is. And I feel like everyone's trying to make every product seem like it's going to be impossible to get or you're, it's really limited. Yeah. And I guess that's always been the case, but it's it's just, I don't, don't try to sell me on it being hard to get. Like, that's not the selling point for me. I'm going to, I'm going to not try. (laughs) And the thing I don't understand about that is it's not the actual brands that make money out of it. Like, it's just resellers in the end. I guess that, you know. I'm, I'll try to to behave, but there are different networks that really love to hype up with someone when something sells for a high value, at especially StockX. Um, like, oh, this release, uh, it's it's selling at fifteen hundred dollars or something, right? Um, and I think you know, if they just disclose beforehand that guys, listen up. We're doing a first release at the shop and then we'll do an Arsenal release. And then after there might be a global release or something and we'll do a total of 50,000 pairs. Everyone would know beforehand that maybe you shouldn't cover that StockX for $1,500 because you have a shot next week. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it really takes me back to uh, 2015 with all the ASICs, like uh, 3 releases we were so fortunate here uh, in Copenhagen that we have three accounts within 50 meters. Um, so we had Woodwood, a shop called The Fix and Naked. And obviously Naked was only uh, girl sizes, but, mm-hmm. you know, 
um and so they they may like and all the shops just puts up a poster the night before saying that we got 25 pairs here are the sizes here are how many of each size there is first come first serve have fun don't hit up each other or something and you know like months after you knew that there there might be 10 us 11 pairs in denmark right mm-hmm. and you know you knew the people that were camping at the store or showed up the morning when it's releasing and you you almost knew if the person still had it the month after because you know there was such a nice community vibe and you know people would wear the releases at next month and stuff um and that was really like you really felt like you were part of a community and you felt like this is you know uh this is something special and you know the stores appreciate that we are so interested in getting their stuff that we actually want to camp outside for you know I think how much was about 22 hours or something, which was not a lot compared to other shops, but or other countries, but it was a lot in Denmark at that point of time. That was before the EC hype where people were camping out for like seven days and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so to me, that was really like, and it was such a nice, I don't, I, I never found out if it, if it was true or not, but it was told that, that we only make an, 1,990 pairs of each. Maybe it's true. I don't know. I don't think no one really knows, but it was a nice story at least. Yeah. Um, so you kind of knew that, oh, that's really cool because Copenhagen got maybe a hundred of them. And then you knew that, you know, Germany had X amount. So you could almost like, if you really wanted to get deep into it, you could actually trace the entire network of shoes and be like, oh, there's so many uh, shoes dropping in the US. Um, and, you know, with ASICs, it's quite easy to spot if the release is from the U.S. or not because of the difference on the box. Yeah. Um, so, like, that that was really, I really appreciated buying a pair back then because you knew that this is actually something that's very special. Whereas if you win a raffle today, like, obviously, for the past year and a half, the store has not been able to actually do in-house releases. I get that, like... You shouldn't, you don't want people to camp outside and get infected and whatnot. Um, but I don't, I don't feel that appreciation when I buy something today. Like it could be an online raffle. It could be a first come first serve online. It could be uh, an in-store raffle or something, but it's not the same like appreciation that you got back then. Like even for the, um, both the, uh, the Atmos, Air Max 1, the Animal 2.0, and also the Sean Witherspoon Air Max 197. Um, it was like it was raffles in Denmark. And you know, it was not a nice community feeling where people were excited to get the pairs or anything. It was just, you know, oh, you want to raffle that school, here you go. Now go home. And it doesn't like it sucks that stores are not able to do these camp outs and first come first serve any longer but i also feel like at least they should disclose beforehand that we have a hundred pairs we'll do a raffle we have so many us 11s or something um because like it would literally take them a few minutes to write somewhere but then again you don't know how many people actually win the raffles if they don't disclose how or who uh won any of them so like that's that's one of the major issues, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, 
I think the big difference between like 2015 and like now is that so many people in 2015 were showing up to the raffles or showing up first come first serve or like just going online because they wanted the shoe because they wanted to wear the shoe right and so it's a very different community feeling when you know so many people you know are going after the same shoe and they're going after it to wear it um and i think like that was that like this year you know when they when new balance did the 998 with the um made from scrap materials yeah that that release and then maybe Max's release. Those were like the two releases where it felt like enthusiasts that wanted to wear the shoes really showed up or really went out of their way to get a pair, right? And yeah, because the next day after that release or the weeks after, it's been like, oh, it's cool to see everyone that has that bought that pair of roots it was really cool to see what numbers people got it's really cool to see what colorways other people got of the new balance and yeah i wasn't it wasn't like people were like oh i'm i'm going to get this shoe because it's a thousand dollar shoe or because you know i'm hoping to flip it and you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna get it because it's limited and then I'll right. hold on to it to see what it becomes worth, right? Like it was, I bought this shoe because I really like Max or I like the community or I love what they did and I want to support this and I also want to wear the shoe. And so yes. for me, I feel like there's a different attitude that you take when pursuing something when you want it personally versus when you want it as to sell and there is something about <clears throat> so many people wanting something as as like a commodity versus so many people wanting something as like a personal like a personal treasure or a personal you know sort of um pursuit and that and that like really is is really cool like i um i got kit's 10th anniversary book in you know yeah the other day and it was really cool because like people were showing pics before like when they got theirs in hands and I didn't really like it's always nice when you see people get things and then they appreciate them because in the way that they were meant to be appreciated like I love to see people get shoes and then wear the shoes but there's so many things that like release unlike with the ASICs you know that that anniversary so so many good things release or so many things release and then you just don't see pictures of people wearing them yeah definitely and there's so many like i that's the one thing i loved about that that anniversary was that you would just see like tons of pictures of you know the same pair of people wearing it and that's cool because it showed that people were appreciating them in the way that they were supposed to be appreciated. And even till today, now you still see people wearing the ASICs, you know, the Gelite threes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I don't know. I really like to see people wear their shoes. I really like to see other people, you know, like all excited about the same shoe and then all excited for the same reasons. Um, right. Not because they plan on flipping it or whatever. 
So it's just, I feel like it's very different. And the mix of people, you know, it might've been, it might have been like 10% of people were going after those ASICs in 2015 because they were going to sell them. Whereas right. now it's like 65, 75% of the people going after any given shoe or planning to flip it. Yeah. And so it's like, what's the point? You know, what's the point of this shoe? This shoe is, is made to flip. It's not made to be worn and for people to really appreciate it as, you know, as a shoe. Yeah. I feel like it's, uh, I can agree to a certain extent about, you know, I love seeing, um, you know, shoes that you may be able to get yourself and you see your friends wearing it. Like, to me, it's super cool that, you know, I can see pictures on Instagram or WhatsApp or whatever of sneaker hats that I know where to wear the shoes. Like, I would be not pissed, but confused if I bought something and then show up to class the week after and there's a guy in the front row, where, front row wearing the same pair. Like, it would just be confusing to me because, like, I, I don't know. Like, of course, you know, local sneaker heads but you don't expect him to show up in the same stuff as you have you're always thinking that i'm the special one i have the special sneakers right and i I feel like that that it's such an exciting mixture of wanting to be part of a community by having the same products but also want to stand out from the from the rest of people because like i could never imagine that I show up in a 25th anniversary pair to campus or work or whatever. And there were just like five other people wearing the squads <laughs> and be like, Oh yeah, we just thought it would be nice time to wear these today. Um, and, and that's that, you know, I love the fact that I can wear something. And if I post a picture on it, uh, either on the stories or take a nice picture of it and post it as an actual post on Instagram or send it on WhatsApp or anywhere. Like I have friends that recognize it, but my local friends won't do it immediately. Um, I think that's, you know, that's at least for me, that's important because it shows that, you know, you are special, but you're not special enough that the other people that are sort of like you and uh, anywhere else in the world don't recognize what you're wearing because you know let's be honest you could buy the most crazy releases from brands no one ever heard of and to i don't know the mainstream consumers it would still be special like you could buy something that had absolutely no hype and it was on 90 percent sell at a shop somewhere and you could wear it the next day and people would still assume that you know oh, he bought that shoe for a lot of money or that's a very special shoe, right? But if you posted it on on WhatsApp or something, it'd be like, why are you wearing that ugly general release (laughs) that you found somewhere? Um, So I think that's, you know, that's one of the key reasons for me why I I still find it fascinating, even after, you know, I I mean, I've not been collecting for as many years as as most of you guys, but like, that's why I find it interesting to, to continue to, to buy shoes and, and to, you know, sort of organize what pairs to have and whatnot. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally, I totally get it. And I, that's the way I really appreciate that, that feeling too. Um, 
when school starts um, every year, it's always interesting to see like what shoes students wear. Right. And uh, like this year, someone came in, the student came in and he was wearing a Supreme, Supreme oh, yeah. Max 98s. Yeah. And um, the all black ones. And so like for a second, like you, you're, like you recognize them almost immediately, right? And so yeah. I'm like, does he know? Does he know? Like, does he have them because they're supreme? Does he have yeah. them because he's like really into sneakers? Or does he have them just because like he just happened to get lucky and he got them? Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't really care. Like, and so I didn't have the discussion, but like, <laughs> you, I see him like a few more times and then he's wearing them constantly. So I'm like, oh, okay you know yeah. that's just he just got lucky or he yeah. really you know he just liked the shoe and he happened to find them or whatever and right. like occasionally or or actually more often than not i see a lot of yeezys and mm. like i always i think for me it's one of the reasons why i'm not a big yeezy fan is because i see them and i yeah. see them among people that don't really care about sneakers Right. At least to in the way that I do. And so I don't I don't care. Like I don't I'm not gonna I'm not offended by the way that they care about sneakers, but for me, like a Yeezy doesn't say to me that it that I care about <laughs> shoes, right? So that's right. why I can't yeah. wear because I wanna wear something different that you know has has a little bit of meaning. And yeah, if I wear like a pair of ruse or I wear like this this pair that max has dropped right like when i see another person wearing them that person is is totally different right like yeah. they know something they know yeah. and we can probably immediately like talk about shoes <laughs> yeah of course right and like that doesn't happen a lot right but like if i should like if i don't know you're not going to see someone wearing those then it's a beat pair and they're yeah. like oh yeah i just bought them I wear them every day. Like, yeah, yeah, no one's no one's buying, no one's casually buying this this, this pair of ruse, you know, and then wearing them every day because they no, like no. The color and they found them. <laughs> yeah, just found it randomly on the on online and then figured that oh, that's a nice shoe. I'll just buy it. What was the retail two hundred seventy five or something? <laughs> uh, just casually, yeah. I don't know about the brand because it's not really big, but it's something from Europe, so you know it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I think I I remember I saw a guy the other day that was wearing something at campus, but I just I just I forgot what he was wearing. But like you said, it's so obvious when you meet people that cares about it the same way, like sometimes it like um it was raining heavily yesterday and i uh went to work and then there is um some people at work they were asking me oh did you get new shoes and i was like well this is probably my most worn pair like i've worn them at least a hundred times since i bought them last year because every time it's raining i'm wearing these mm -hmm. and she was like well the midsole is so clean like it looks like you never used it and i, and I just said yeah because i use a wipe every time i get home right like it's not rocket science it's just you know that's how you keep uh your shoes clean and she was like well if you're wearing them every day why would you still clean them then and i was like well because you know I, I still want them to look as new as possible but um so i think for, for many uh people that 
are not actual sneaker uh, sneakerheads. Like when you see someone wearing something that looks new, they immediately figure that you know this person cares about what they're wearing. And like to to me, I can have the most special pair I own. I can wear them, uh, like even to campus or just walking down the streets or something. And people probably won't notice what pair it is. They just know that, you know, it's special. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of what I like about it as well. Because you have like a lot of people spend lots of money on clothes and we spend it on sneakers instead. And that's what makes us special. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's funny. Um, someone in my office, she wears like, I don't say crazy stuff, but she wears the most probably out of the box stuff for people in our office. Right. Like a leopard, like she was wearing like a tiger stripe shirt today. Right. So um, she like stands out. Um, but she wore a pair of like Air Force Ones, all white Air Force Ones, like a few weeks ago. And like they were, she was like, oh yeah, I just got these a few weeks ago or something. And like they looked like older than any <laughs> shoes that I have. Like right. anything, even my beater shoes, they looked older than those. And so like. I mean, it is a pair of white Air Force Ones, and so they immediately sort of kind of look dirty yeah, yeah, after yeah. we were on the first time. But like, it's always it's always funny to me that like, and I always you know when I was a kid I would destroy sneakers, but now as an adult I'm kind of like, how do you not keep your sneak? How do you yeah. not keep shoes clean? Right? Like right. they are always sort of somewhat pristine, and stuff from like you know eight nine years ago looks pristine and i'm always like oh i gotta wipe it i gotta clean it yeah and uh i always it's always like you know like you said the rainy day pairs thinking about like what do i wear for this day and that and and it's not that for me it's never it's never that i'm not i'm afraid to wear something when it rains it's i want to wear something that i can clean after it rains yeah yeah and that's it like like I would wear a pair of Air Max ones or a pair of Jordans or like something that's full leather because I can just wipe it down after, but like suede is just, you know, you know, suede is just hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we went to a fair last week and I wore my gray 992s. I'm not, a so I don't like my gray 992s <laughs> like that much. I'm just not a big fan. Like I like the 993 way more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, ah, I'm just going to wear them. Like, I don't care. It's comfortable. Like I'm going to take my daughter. There's going to be like stuff. I don't care. Whatever. Right. If I need to find another pair, I can totally do it, but I probably don't need to or want to. So it doesn't matter. And I wore them and like my daughter stepped on them and it was like <laughs> raining and muddy and all kinds of stuff. And I got home and they still look pristine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're still like cleaner than like everything else, like everybody yeah. else's shoes that, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's not, it's not purposeful. It was just that like, I'm still very, you know, I'm still very aware and cognizant of where I step and not walking through water and all of that, like not jumping in mud and yeah, it's just, 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's just a, it's a weird thing that you just conditioned yourself to do over time. Um, and uh, like I, I don't know, I, I see people all the time, and I, I think there are a lot of people that do have appreciation for shoes, but they don't have a, they don't have a obsessive appreciation like we do. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and also, I feel like compared to to when I first started off, that must have been in like early 2014 or something. I, I remember I was in a I was in a class in high school and some other guys were at the Nike website trying to get the fragment sock dots. Do you remember the like very bright yellow ones? Yeah. And and I just remember that, you know, I, I saw it and I was like, yeah, they look all right. I'm, I'm gonna give it a try. I didn't end up winning, but I thought, well, that's actually quite fun. When is the next raffle? Uh, and when is the next release? And and that like back then, it was so easy to get into sneakers because there were not as much stuff releasing. Whereas now it's like every brand is dropping a new shoe every weekend. You need to just like sit down and do a, a five month schedule of <laughs> what you should buy for the next upcoming months because you know that you know new balance is probably dropping something very interesting soon or i heard from somewhere that nike might be doing a return of an old colorway or you know it's um like it's it's unfortunate because i feel like it makes it a bit of a somewhat like prestige um uh like collection collector item um but then again like if if some of my friends ask me and be like, hey, listen up. Um, they might follow Epsilon and they saw, they see some shoes that uh, are reposted and then they ask like, how can I get them? It's not like I'll tell them, oh, you can't do it. Like, I'll just be honest with them and be, yeah, you can get them and they're dropping that date, but they're actually quite limited. So your chances might be very low. Um, whereas back then it was like, yeah, sure. There was some stuff that had a lot of resale value, but it was not impossible to get whatever you wanted um, to a certain extent, of course. Um, so I think that's, you know, the fact that so many people got into sneakers could also be the actual thing that ruins it in the end. Like if there's just, if there's too many people who are getting into sneakers, but the uh, manufacturers may not have the supply needed so people just get burned out from not getting whatever they want. Like you see so many people today that decided to either boycott Nike or, you know, I'm not buying any more stuff from Asics or something, right? Um, because they had a hard time in the past trying to cut whatever they wanted to. But, but now it's almost like impossible to get, for instance, New Balance releases or Air Max ones or pretty much whatever nike is doing like i i think it's it's very unfortunate especially because like you said like maybe 70 percent of the pad mx ones releasing this friday is going to end up on StockX and collect anyway like i i don't expect any less than that and that just means that you know there might be people that are done with MX ones or Pedo or something after this release because they decided that, yeah, I'm not doing that again. So yeah, that's just unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because it's it's 
sneakers has kind of shifted from, you know, when Epsilon kind of first started, it was, okay, you post a pair and people will be like, oh, you know, when is that dropping? And you could have a conversation and you would know. Yeah. When it's dropping like it. And, you know, it was about who you knew and, you know, you had to really like make a, a connection or a time investment to know about certain shoes. And so, you know, I remember, I think it was like 2010, there were some Reeboks that I really liked that I saw a picture of. And that's what kind of pulled me back, you know, initially, or started me in like looking at running shoes is kind of like that. And it was a collaboration. I forget who it was with, but, you know, I was like, oh, where can I get those? And I like, you know, go on Reebok sites, not there, go like, yeah, try to look. And I had no idea. So then like, <laughs> you know, I'm down this rabbit hole of like trying to find other pictures of this shoe. Yeah. And so you really had to know, like, you really had to find the resources, find the different places that were releasing shoes or doing collaborations. And then you could, you know, set yourself up to purchase them. Now it's more, you know, it is like a popularity thing where the people that are popular get everything and know everything. And it doesn't serve you to know anything. Like I can, I know, I know when everything is releasing, I know where it's releasing. I just don't have a shot because all the popular people, you know, are getting it ahead of time or are getting, you know, have the money, you know, popularity, money, you know, influence, whatever. And they're using that to get their pairs and then make the rest very hard to come by. Right. So I don't know. It's, I think, I think that's, that's a, that's a big difference. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of frustrating. Like I don't, I really find it hard to like stuff that is mass massively popular. Um, yeah. And I do like appreciate seeing things that's, that are very limited that no one appreciates or that, yeah. you know, aren't, you know, aren't widely like sought after like concepts, you know, I bought, the concepts they're their Boston Marathon shoes mm. and I got you know I have a friend that works at Adidas and he got them like half price right no oh, one, and they wow. just restocked right yeah and so no one really wanted them and so it was really it was really cheap and it's very interesting because I I think about that shoe and I'm like if it ended up in just a different hand like different hands beforehand before they released or they were you know given to certain people the way that they would have been perceived and the way the public would have went after them would have been totally different right yeah and it's and it's it's kind of interesting that that like who has a shoe changes how accessible it is now as opposed to like just a shoe being seen and then the story and you know it being something where you're sort of like I like the shop I like this colorway I like what they did I like the materials that is going to sell me on a shoe and that is going to be what makes or breaks the success of the shoe versus who has the shoe in hand beforehand yeah right which is very like 
It's very interesting, it's, but it's also also very frustrating from a consumer side because I, yeah. I just want to have access to, I don't, I don't want anything for free. I just want to be able to access something that I want and I want to be able to buy it at a reasonable price. Yeah, I agree. I think like to me, it's also a bit concerning that um, some of the people that have had great success with collaborations in the past can just, uh, you know, put out a colorway that's not great in any sense and it still sells out most of the time. Whereas you can have, you know, smaller, in the, maybe independent shops or some small graffiti artist or something that really puts a lot of effort into creating his or their very special pair of shoes and then people's like well it doesn't say whatever big shop you want to name on them right (laughs) so so they don't so they don't sell out and and like i think one of the greatest examples of this is uh is asics this year like they haven't been a single release as far as i know except for ronnie's that sold out instantly like almost all like even in Europe, you can find old Toros on sale now because it doesn't say Ronnie or anything that has a great popularity on them. So I think for a lot of, of people, um, there is a certain prestige in what the collaborator has achieved in the past. And therefore, this release must also be special, right? Um, and that's a bit unfortunate because it just, you know, then it's a popularity contest even within people that create the shoes. Um, And of course, when when the bigger names are collaborating on something, then um, they also have a certain network that also gets the shoes. So that's probably why it sells out in the end because they have a a greater reach and and they have the resources to reach out to people that have millions of followers that can promote the shoes beforehand and and make sure it sells out because, you know, this rapper or whatever is wearing the shoes so then the 17 year olds be like yeah i need it as well um whereas you might have a like i am so i know the max and business pair was only 400 um but like i'm just so relieved that it's sold out because i know how much they wanted it and i know that <laughs> you know to them i think there's only like maybe a total of 15 pairs left or something available. I think it hadn't restocked it yesterday. Um, yeah, there the was a fact, pair left on a light yeah. on, on Monday. I love yeah, there, there's a very few amounts left. But the fact that, you know, two guys that are known within a community, but not known to not that many people, is actually able to do a collaboration and sell it out. Um, and it's not like I would not consider Kangaroos as a tier one brand or perhaps even not tier two. I think Kangaroos is very niche and I think it's it's a, it's a great brand and the products are great, but it's not something that's mainstream, like not even close to stuff like Diodora or like Nike New Balance, Asics, Adidas. Um, so yeah, the fact that they could sell out even 400 pairs, 400 pairs is quite fascinating. And hopefully it opens up to 
to a lot of, of new community-based projects that could happen in the future. Like if anyone from New Balance is listening right now, you know, <laughs> they know where to find me. Oh, that, like that. <laughs> we max out the way to, to sell 400 pairs so we can do 10,000 with New Balance. I'm, I'm quite confident <laughs> of that. Uh, no, jokes aside, I think like the fact that that just showed that it's not only just about the brand and it's not only just about the collaborator and perhaps it's not even just always about the colorway but we all here to support each other and that's you know that's that's truly unbelievable yeah absolutely you know that it's funny because like you know i see like you think about concepts and you think about like the oturo sitting and the funny thing was like you know um dion has dion and concepts like they've made their names off of what they've done and what they've created not they're not they're not coming to sneakers from somewhere else and using their popularity somewhere else to sell a product right. which i think is really cool and unique and also, you know, the same could be said for Ronnie too. Yeah. And I think about the people that are popular now, like Travis Scott, and even some of the New Balance people, like like Joe Fresh Goods. I like Joe Fresh Goods. Um, Salehi, I love Salehi too. But I think about their first initial products with New Balance, right. and before they were released, you saw some really high profile people with that, with that, with their releases, right? Like you saw the 992 on some celebrities and basketball players, um, Salehi's pair, you know, you saw everywhere, everyone had. Yeah, them, yeah. Right, and you know, it was six months before that shoe was even gonna release. And there were like the number one TikToker had a pair, like it was crazy, right? So, yeah. so for me, like, there's something about what Max and Biso were able to do that's very organic because it's organic, yeah. right? It was like they took pictures, they posted them, and then the community shared them and the community came out and supported them. And, you know, I think hopefully that will give them more opportunities. And I think, you know, each time they do something, I, I'm pretty sure the community will show up. Yeah, you know, relatively, like if they start putting out stuff every week, I don't know if I can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But like, if they do something once a year or twice a year, like people will be able to support that. Yeah. And you think like that organic growth is 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 kind of what happened with like concepts and yeah. and, and Ronnie, right? Because you know, Ronnie made his made his a name for himself among Asics collectors by doing like the salmon toes and the coves and the 252s and Dion with the lobsters and the Kennedys. And so like, those are like classics and those shoes stand on their own and they don't need a name behind them. And I think it's very hard to do a shoe like that now. Yeah, very, it is. It's very hard to like drop a shoe and then have it stand on the product and not have it be something that's influenced by larger names and it's kind of sad because like i don't like i don't want to you know i posted something the other day like i think i'm sick of chasing names i like 
to chase a product. I like to look at a story. Um, and it's really, it's really hard to get excited about something when it's just a person. Like I like to support people that I yeah. feel like I know or that I have a connection with, but a lot of the, a lot of the people I don't have any connection with. I don't, you know, I just know them from their popularity and that's yeah. really hard to sell me, me as an individual on, in terms of shoes. Like I like Travis Scott. His shoes have been fine. Like I, I've liked all of them for the most part, but the level of excitement is very different when I get mm -hmm. like a concept shoe or even Max's shoe, because, you know, I feel like I have a connection to the, to those, like, you know, concepts is new England, you know, Dion has done, you know, obviously interviews for us and uh, he's responsive and, you know, it's not like some random person off in the distance that I can't ever reach right. or contact. And obviously Max, you know, we, we know, but um, I think it's very, I think it, that's, that's kind of the, for me, that's, that's part of the death of sneakers is just knowing that like, it's popular people that are going to sell a shoe, not, yeah. not the idea of the story behind it or a popular brand like New Balance is, is very popular right now and so when they drop something new it it's gonna sell out right how long that stays that way is very is is a question because like you know we see like the 327s they were a big hit but then you know they yeah even the collaborations like the aries collaboration is just sitting right and so it's it's really it's really kind of sad because you want to see like products succeed you want to see like stories succeed you want to see people try to push and think differently not just yeah. slam colorways on a shoe and then give it to a celebrity and tell you hey buy it right right <laughs> yeah i was um i was actually quite surprised because uh this week uh then b5 990 got re stuck in uh europe and i thought well didn't that shoe release what a year ago and i think it's been like we've had at least five or six rows of of restocks at yeah. the moment and like they just keep on selling because like for some reason it's just they they just nailed it not in particular for sneakerheads or people that collect shoes but more like if I if I walk down the street here, like I know for sure, despite the weather, that I'll see at least ten pairs in a day, and that's something that New Balance has taken advantage of and decided that you know we can keep on selling general releases, but we could also continue our collaborations and make even more collaborations and even more collaborations, and I think like. Perhaps at some point they might need to reconsider that maybe we shouldn't drop a shoe a month. Um, or like I think at some point it was almost like once a week. Uh, yeah. they, and and especially when when a model is popular like the nine nine two, uh, at first or I think the nine nine one is really coming back this year. Um, with with so many great releases, but if they if they don't pay attention, then it'll like at some point people just decide that 
shit, I have 10 pairs of 991 behind me. Maybe I should not buy the 11th pair or something. Um, and and you don't, like, gray is always a banger from New Balance, but if they decide to drop some crazy colorways at some point, they won't sell it out because, you know, you can't mm. get mainstream consumers to wear something that is bright yellow or some some crazy colors, but maybe some collaborator thought that that could be quite fun to do, right? Um, so ho- like I hope for them for the balance that it continues because I like the fact that the balance is also about quality, especially for for the made in US and made in UK pairs where like Nike and 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 unfortunately to some extent Asics as well. It's it's not always about quality. Like it's it's somewhat feels about just you know let's make as many pairs as possible and let's do it fast because we want to ride the the hype wave or we want to get these pairs out to to the proper season or something um so hopefully i'll get a pair of the pattern ones on friday and hopefully the quads will be all right because that's one of my biggest concerns oh that's for sure it's very interesting how they shifted to a lot of made in asia products at new balance um and it seems like made in UK stuff is a lot more expensive now. Yeah. Um, and, and made in the USA is very, very limited. But I, I think that's just because they've they've done a lot of collaborations that were made in the USA. And the numbers on those is just really high. So they probably had to use their factories just to produce those. Whereas, you know, in the past, it was like, oh, they were doing 800 pairs of one or 1,000 pairs of one. Now they're doing, you know, 50,000 pairs of yeah. this one thing. So, you know, they don't have the ability to just pump out a bunch of made in the USA GRs like they used to um, because they were producing such lower numbers. I think it's cool that they found like popularity with the 990 V5. They're always available here. Like yeah. the US site, they're just fully stocked all the time. So uh, I don't know if they just, are constantly making so many people are buying them. But maybe every time someone time. buys them, they just them create the a new one. Oh yeah. yeah. I should send you a send you a pallet. <laughs> maybe you should like I um they also they divided up um the warehouses after Brexit. So the UK New Balance side has its own warehouse now. Um, and when I was there last summer, um I like the 992 was just sitting. Um, so I I got a pair for a friend of mine and then took it back home because it was sold out everywhere in Europe, but mainland Europe or what to call it now. Yeah. Um so so I think like sometimes it, it makes no sense how you know New Balance can have a global structure and still be like we have maybe 20,000 pairs in stock in the US and people are just really, really desperate to get them in Europe. Uh, why shouldn't we just send over some pairs um, to help them out? But yeah, it doesn't create the hype in the same way as a sold out sign does. So I guess that's really... Yeah, yeah. Because then it's like anticipation of a restock and all of that. Yeah. So it, it's weird. But I don't, I don't know what their, what their plan is for the V6, which apparently is coming next year. 
but I assume that they don't want to have too many V5s just sitting around. <laughs> yeah. So um, I imagine that they're trying to see if the U.S. market will take them, have them home, sort of hang around for a little bit, and then maybe they'll take them and send them over to uh, the U.K. next spring once yeah. the V6 drops or right before just to try to, like, double dip, I guess, on, on – restocking and then releasing the v6 yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a u.s exclusive for the first four months or something like to me that just it 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 feels like that now and then um that you know you start with your local market and then you decide afterwards that could be could be great to ship the pairs to europe as well um yeah because i think that's what happened with the v5 as well i remember they dropped in um they dropped in the US way before Europe. And that was not like COVID or anything. That was way before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's just a, a marketing technique that they're using to to create the hype in Europe. And maybe the hype just kept on going here. Or maybe they didn't send enough pairs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They uh I don't I remember I remember when they dropped here and getting a pair. And they, yeah, they hadn't dropped overseas yet. I think they were still V4s. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, the V5, I remember I remember seeing it for the first time in person on, like, their global marketing director. He was, like, wearing a pair at an event I went to. But, yeah, they, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what the V6 does and how popular it is. It seems like they're going to drop it with, like, multiple laces initially and then also like multiple colorways initially so oh yeah it'll be gray and then black and blue like very soon after so um it'll just be very interesting to see if they can really pull off so much yeah when when the the v5 and the v4 and all the other you know 990s have been pretty basic and pretty simple just gray white laces you know for for so long um yeah. either way i'm i'm excited i hope i get a pair <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah i think i think they really took a huge risk with the v6 though like the differences in v4 to v5 it's there but you really have to look for it if you're not really into sneakers whereas yeah. like I showed a few people, including my girlfriend, some pictures of the V6, and she was like, yeah, I'm not getting that. Like, she has the V4s, and she loves them. But the V6 is, um, it's a lot different, so to speak. Yeah. And 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 maybe maybe that's what people want. I think it's very, very difficult for them to predict what the, uh, the interest is uh, the year after. Because I can only imagine how many pairs they're making and it's not like you can do the first 60,000 60, pairs and be like, wait, maybe we shouldn't use this soul. Maybe we should go a bit more basic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. So, yeah. I'm not too worried. I feel like a lot of people didn't like the V5. Right. When it dropped, it was very unpopular. Um, but it's it's very popular now or a lot more popular because I think people were very people love the v4 and when the v5 dropped or when they showed pictures of it people like no it's this it's that it's too big it's too bulky it doesn't look right like i i don't like the plastic piece i don't like this 
And then, I don't know, like, I, I like them. I don't own any V4s. I have to confess that. So um, it's very hard for me. You don't know. Yeah. I like V4s. I just never actually was able to get a pair. And the V5s, I, uh, I really like it. I think it's, you know, I don't have anything other than the GR. I just have the GR gray. Right. And they're nice. Like, they're soft. They're comfortable. You know, the quality is there. And I see them. I see them everywhere. Um, they're very popular. So I wouldn't. I'm not discounting the V6. And no, and of course popular. not. It, it will be because I think I think there are just people that just every new 990 they're going to jump on board and they're going to make it cool, or they're yeah. going to appreciate it. So um, I will probably be one of those people. I'm just going to get get a pair and probably like it. <laughs> but I'm excited to see the V4 come back yeah um, i think what what really bothers me about the v4 because i love the v4 and i i bought a pair a month ago and the problem is that when new balance is not entirely sure when to do sales so for instance v4 has been on sale for for years in the us whereas i bought a pair for the old retail like a month ago because people just like I I paid what was that about two hundred dollars for them for a pair of V fours that was not you know anything special not a collaboration I went on on I went online the day after saw they had been discounted sixty five percent on a US website um, and someone just maybe bought them while he was there or something but I feel like I'm really excited to for New Balance to sort of start over um, with the V6 and maybe do a, a few more collaborations on the V5 before uh, it, like, they might just cancel it entirely. Yeah. Um, like, I, I just want a, a clean battlefield in all regions. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know... Otherwise, it'll just be a matter of who 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 can get them to Europe the fastest. Um, yeah. Well, it seems like well they're doing the nine ninety V two too. They're bringing that back. There's going to be a bunch of those next year. Yeah. Apparently, so it's going to be it's going to be very interesting with that. And then you know Ronnie is obviously doing a V one, a V two, a V three, and a V four. Yeah. So like, I think people yeah. are going to want everything. <laughs> New yeah. Balance is kind of is kind of hurting themselves by like bringing back all the old versions of the '90s. Yeah. Um, when they're hoping to launch a new one, <laughs> people are gonna go, no, 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 <laughs> no, want, no. We want the old stuff. Yeah, we want the V4. We want the V3. We want the V2. Like, yeah, that's so. true. Who do you who do you think will be the first one to collaborate on the V6? Then I don't know. Um. I would say someone in like the DMV area here um, because they're really big on the 990. So, you know, probably like YCMC or who's the other brands? Um, there's a few, there's a few brands like in like Baltimore, like um, DC area that I think yeah. would probably be first. Cause you get to think, the 990 v5 there haven't been that many collaborations on it no no and even the v4 like 
like Concepts has never done a V4 or a V5. Right. They did that one V3. They did one V2. Um, they haven't done a V1. So like, I don't see them doing anything. This is Ronnie's first time doing a 990. Yeah. You know, so I I would expect that it would be come out of that area because that's 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 where it's most popular. You yeah. Know? Is, yeah. You know, DC, Maryland, Virginia, somewhere in there. Because they really love, you know, they really love the the 990 model. So, right. Yeah, it's been very interesting because I've been surprised that no one else has done the V5s really. <clears throat> like, yeah. you think Ronnie would have done one, or yeah, yeah. Concepts would have done one, but they haven't. Not even Bodega. I mean, they did the V3, but like other than that. Yeah, but like to me, it's just. I get the idea of, of the Ronnie collab. Like they hate he's doing one, two, three, four. That's a nice gimmick, but I don't get the Bodega one. Like, why would you not do it on a V5 if a V6 is coming out next year? Like, why would you decide that, oh, let's do a V3 out of sudden? Um, to me, it's just, you know, they kind of mixing up the models a bit which i'm not a fan of could to me like in my opinion i would have thought that you know if you're doing a v5 now there shouldn't be more collaborations on the previous models unless someone's doing like a ronnie project where he's doing a one two three four perhaps five at some point mm -hmm. um like to me it's just even though people really love the older models I think New Balance should just focus on whatever is newest because otherwise people would just get confused. Like, do you want us to be hyped for the V6 or do you want us to miss the V3 and V4? Because um, like it's it's two different aspects of what to expect from New Balance. And I think it's, it's very confusing to a lot of people. Um, yeah, I think, so I think, I think, for us because we we know like what the v3 we know that there are different versions in that yeah it's a succession of shoes and like a line um or a model i think other people don't know that or pay that much attention i think for for new balances purposes they're kind of like we don't have that many things to offer in terms of lifestyle. Like they don't yeah. have a ton of models. It's, you know, I think they, I think they do, but I think they don't like, you know, especially if you think made in USA, yeah. um, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to bring back the 996, 997, 998, 999. Those are, I mean, I think those are popular, but I think that they're also kind of like, well, we've been doing that the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Do something different. So like to them, especially the collaboration side that is trying to do new stuff, 990s right. aren't aren't to the masses, like the older versions. They're not, they're not to like the masses, like some some weird thing that like, oh, I already have this. Or I have a better version of a 990. Why would I want this older version of a 990? Yeah. I think to 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 the masses, it's like, oh, I really like this shoe, but I also like this shoe too, right? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, it's just like the Jordan want, like Jordan, the Jordan line. Yeah. You can release whatever Jordan you want. Jordan 11s are going to sell at Christmas time. Jordan 1s are going to sell all the time. Yeah. People aren't going, oh, I don't want Jordan 1s because a new Jordan's coming, right? It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's the way New Balance is kind of thinking of their 990 line is just, it's like popular shoe. Like they can make stuff popular. So I might as well make it popular. I don't have to introduce any new tech. I don't have to do anything new. I can just rely on this old design and sell it and people will buy it and people will like it. And then I can right. also introduce this new thing, which is the V6. And I have this stable mainstream market that will eat that and that will go after that and then i can create niche product over here that's still that's older and low tech but the people that are buying that don't really care they just want the collaboration or exclusivity or whatever yeah so it's just i think i think they don't think of it as like we do where i'm like i don't i don't want a v1 like i don't like I don't crave a V1. Like I think Ronnie Ronnie's doing a V1 and it's cool, and I kind of like it just because it's him and the colorway and everything. But I just I've had V1s. I don't wear them, so I won't really pursue them that way. Right. But V3, yeah, V2, absolutely. You know, yeah. um, I don't I don't know if it pulls away from the V5 or the V6 the way that right. we think it does. Because we see them the way. Yeah, yeah. I think the issue, uh, if you want, if you compare it to Jordans, is that there's such a significant difference in the Jordan pairs. Yeah. Like even though people don't recognize the actual model, like they can't just walk down the street. Oh, that's a six you're wearing. They still can recognize the difference from a one to. Yeah, I'd say one to about twelve or something. Like above that, it's yeah, it's yeah. very much the same for a lot of people, but uh, <laughs> including myself. But um, I think you know there's a huge difference in a, a Jordan one and a Jordan six or five or something. Yeah. And and for like for the untrained eye, you cannot tell the difference on a V four and a V five, especially if people are actually wearing them. Because I, you, you know, like we like most people like myself, we tend to, you know, roll off our sleeves or wear short sleeve uh, pants or something. Um, so you can actually see the sneakers. But mm -hmm. if you're wearing a V4, V5 with long pants, so you can't really see the top of it, maybe it covers the plastic on them. The only difference is if they actually like decide to pull up the sleeves or something to, to highlight if it's a V4, V5. And, and that's where I think many mainstream consumers might be a bit confused because, yeah. you know, especially when, uh, like, here, I think the retail of the V4, or not retail, but, like, I, I'd say read StockX prices, sort of retail, because that's the only way to get the V4s now, mm -hmm. at least DS. The StockX prices of a V4 and the retail price of a V5 is very similar. So people may not recognize what model they actually end up buying, right? They just, <laughs> yeah. they, they say the shoes, 
they message their friends asking what kind of shoes you're wearing. Oh, that's a New Balance 990 uh, in gray. Go ahead and buy them. And then you log, go on to Google, you look at them. Maybe it says StockX at the top. Maybe it says some consignment store. Maybe it says uh, uh, like an actual sneaker store or something. And people just get the great New Balance. They appreciate it. But maybe they had like they even they don't even know themselves what kind of model they're wearing. Whereas yeah. with Jordans, it's like, well, hopefully you saw the difference between a one and eleven. But like, maybe someone don't. It's just Jordans. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I think that makes a lot of sense. I think I think there's, you know, the version two kind of for me stands out the most, and then the 99 v3 kind of feels like to me especially now with the 920 around it's very similar there's like yeah. for, for me there's no there's not that much that differentiates the two um other than maybe the the upper is a little softer than the 920 i think um yeah i think so as well yeah but the v3 but v4 like you said v4 five well, well, we'll see when the V6 comes out, but like v, V4 and V5, they're very similar, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think if you put two grays together, the average person really can tell the difference. No. And that, and that kind of sucks. It kind of sucks for, for them. I don't, I don't think they're bringing back the V4 other than the version four though. No, no, I don't think so either. Which is, which is good. Um, hopefully that'll, limit the confusion i don't know how much farther they're going to bring the v3 though like they, they just did the, they just did the levi's ones right the what the levi's ones wasn't that yeah, yeah the levi's yeah. dropped the version the version three version dropped um obviously they had the was it two the two big or ronnie did three of them two yeah of them. that's yeah ronnie did two of them there's a bunch of grs floating around and then they did the two two big collaborations with bodega joe fresh goods so i don't know how much more they have for the version three you know yeah because if they you know if they're going to drop it then that sort of makes it a little more clean where it's the v2 sort of out there and then you just have the v5 and v6 and then right. those you can't confuse those really yeah i agree i agree but having so many v4s and v5s around has definitely been a, a difficult for for many people oh, i think yeah. yeah yeah there's there's so many versions of the five i mean there's so many iterations colorways yeah. and they're all at the point where they're just sitting yeah so i don't know i don't know i i'm looking forward to the v6 just for something new Ronnie's collaboration, obviously. And then yeah. supposedly Concepts has a 9-9 model coming out end of the year. I don't know what it is. I know what it's not. It's not a V3. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Maybe it's a V5 to end off the, the uh, era of the V5 somewhat. That'd be um, cool. That would be nice, but... I yeah. hope it's not a 9-9-2, though. Or for... But four would be, yeah, it would make no sense if they did a collaboration on the four now, especially when the five is still around. Yeah, the, the, um, that's, I mean, that's, 
we'll see we'll see what happens i don't know well i gotta go make dinner yeah it's uh what is it 11 11 30 yeah i hear my i hear my girlfriend tapping outside the bedroom door so Uh (laughs) yeah it's been uh it's been a few crazy days because you know i had that meeting last night and ended quite late and i had to um I'm so excited getting back to Copenhagen because now uh, our postal office is open 24-7. So I was out collecting packages at 11 last night. And then I got home, had to unpack it. Um, we bought a, a robot vacuum cleaner. Needed to oh, set really? that one up. Yeah, I found I found one quite cheap and I always wanted one because um, most of our stuff in our place is, is, uh, is connected through Google Assistant um and this robot vacuum cleaner is also google assistant so now you can just you know tell tell your smart speaker that it should vacuum the living room what's not to like about that um (laughs) yeah i'm a a sucker for that like all our lights in the living room and bedroom and tvs and speakers and everything it's all connected (laughs) that's cool that's cool we're not we're not quite there yet we we had a robot vacuum and we just don't use him because he freaks out the dog and oh yeah we have a shag carpet in our a shag rug in our living room with massive and he always gets stuck on that um oh that sucks and he's very loud and since we've been working from home yeah yeah that makes sense yeah he like he like starts cleaning when he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, not now. So no. Yeah. Um, it, it was almost like having a small puppy at home last night because like it needs to to configure its sensors at first. So like it just kept smashing into the uh the couch and the tables and oh, you know and, and then I placed uh I placed its home base underneath um a storage unit um in the living room and then it took like five minutes for it to get there because the scent it like it just couldn't find it it could see it i placed <laughs> it like right in front of it this is where your home is and then it just like started spinning and going around the living room because the sensor couldn't find it and it was just <laughs> yeah oh man that's funny